we want to welcome you today uh, here to Genesis Church. My name is Paul Mumaw, and I'm the lead pastor here, and a happy Mother's Day uh, to, to, to all of you. I, I've, I've got to tell you, I've been looking forward to this brand new series that we're starting today, a series called Teach Your Children. Now, I have three kids, uh, three kids that I love like crazy, and if you have kids, uh, if you have children, I'm sure you feel uh, the very same way. And because you love your kids, what do you want? Man, you want, you want the best for them, right? Um, you want the very best for them. As a parent, you're trying to do uh, things the right way or as best as you can so that you can say that you've raised uh, your kids well. We want to protect them. Uh, protect them maybe from some of the mistakes that you've made or that we've made in our lives uh, so that they don't uh, fall into those same traps. Or we hope that one day they will grow up and, and make a difference in this world. But do you ever find yourself as a parent wondering how do you do this? Like, you know, like, and at every stage of life too, with your kids and as they grow older, I mean, sometimes maybe you find yourself in a moment of desperation where you just want to kind of throw your hands up in there and say, you know, help, you know, I, I need somebody to come on because I don't know about you, but none of my kids came with an instruction manuals. All right. I mean, they, they, they just weren't born that way. I, Joel's our oldest. Uh, he's 10 years old now. He'll turn 11 at the end of this month. And I remember when Joel was born, uh, we spent two nights in the hospital with him. And man, I mean, you know what that's like. I mean, we loved him and we, we were crazy about him. And man, he just slept all the time. And all you wanted to do was hold him. I mean, we wouldn't even let him take him into the nursery at night time. We just wanted him in our room. And again, he just slept. And well, then we took him home from the hospital. And like everything changes. I mean, all of that sleeping, you know, that they do those first couple of days in the hospital, well, I guess they're just all rested then for the next few months, right? Because they just, they don't sleep anymore. And I remember that very first night and he was just crying and he wouldn't stop crying. And I don't know about you, but I haven't had a full night of sleep in almost 11 years. Like I, I, I don't even remember what that's like to not uh, wake up, you know, hour after hour. But seriously, you know, I mean, when you're a parent and when you have children, uh, where are you supposed to go for help? Well, if you're a Christian, you know that we have a Father in heaven that loves us. And because He loves us, He has provided some direction and some guidance for us and how we should raise our kids in this world. In fact, you know, our inspiration for the title of this series comes right out of a passage in the book of Proverbs uh, when Solomon is writing in Proverbs 22.6. Uh, this is in the Good News translation. Uh, it's in your notes. Solomon says, teach children. I I'm going to give you permission in your notes to add the word your there in the middle to make it very personal. He says, teach your children how they should live, and they will remember it all their life. Now, here's what's interesting about words like these and other words that we're going to look at together over the next few weeks. Um, you don't even have to call yourself a Christian uh, to see how rich the Bible is when it comes to instruction and wisdom for parents. I mean, you may not realize it, but God's Word is full of wisdom for parents and how we raise and teach our children to grow up into adults and into adults that can make a positive contribution in the world. And I think every single one of us can appreciate that, right? I mean, no matter where you are in your faith, uh, in your relationship with the Lord, I mean, we can all appreciate something like that. I mean, we all want that. We want the best for our kids, but the question is, how do you do that? I mean, because we all need the help, right? I mean, we all need the instruction. See, here's the thing. Parenting may be one of the most difficult, one of the most hardest jobs on earth. I mean, it is. And if you're doing it alone, it's even more difficult, and all the time and in various situations, you're wondering whether you're getting it right or not. Well, my prayer is, and what I've been praying is that this teaching series will help, 
uh, for every single one of us to just kind of set our focus and maybe get us moving in a direction or continued moving in a direction uh, that we're already moving. But here's what I want to do. I want to say a few things uh, right up front as we get started in this series that's going to take us over the next few weeks. The first thing is this, that when it comes to parenting, I'm not an expert in this. All right, you need to know that. I, I've never done a parenting series before, and part of the reason that I've never done a parenting series before is that I feel a little unqualified uh, in my position as a dad. I don't know about you, but um, I like what uh, the comedian Jim Gaffigan says. He says, sometimes I feel unqualified to be a parent. I call those times being awake, right? Uh, it, can we agree? I mean, we all kind of feel that way a little bit. But no, here's the thing. See, I'm still learning. All right, and my kids are a very, at a very young age, and so time will tell whether my wife Jenny and I are doing anything right at all, but I like what my wife says. She says it like this, and when it comes to parenting, we're going to die trying, all right? We're going to set our minds and our focus on something, and we're going to die trying at it. Uh, the second thing is that my family is far from perfect, and there may be some occasion, and because I'm standing here and you're sitting in the seats that even as I talk and over these next few weeks together, there may be a temptation on your part to think we've got it all together, and we don't. All right, my kids aren't perfect. My wife and I aren't perfect, and so please don't put us in that place. I'm certainly not trying to do that. There's another thing, too, that we've got, we're going to spend three weeks in this, and that means that we can only talk about so much. And so I'm going to apologize up front right now for all of the things uh, that we're not going to get to, but here's what I do want to help you with. Um, over the next few weeks, I, I want to share with you some resources and some books that have been beneficial uh, for, for, for Jenny and, and I and how uh, we have found these to be helpful in our parenting. Uh, I want to share some of the resources that have been helping and aiding our Gen Kids ministry team as they, as they work hard at being very intentional uh, in teaching your children. I'm going to share some of those this week. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Paul Moomaw, or even through Facebook, I'll share some of those resources. We'll talk about them here on Sundays, but I want to do uh, that for you because I think that you'll find them helpful as well. But lastly, finally, um, if you're not a parent, I know that you might be tempted to just check out uh, for these next few weeks, but don't do that. Uh, hang with us uh, because first of all, um, you might not be a parent now, but you might be one day. And so some of what we're going to talk about applies right now. Uh, maybe you're a grandparent, okay? And so the kids have moved on for you, but maybe even some of those things that we're going to talk about these next few weeks will help you as a grandparent and how you support uh, your grandchildren or your children uh, or maybe others. Um, again, you might not find this to be very helpful, uh, but again, stick with us because I think that you're going to find that these things that we're going to talk about together over the next few weeks are just life principles uh, that really apply to everyone and how we seek uh, to live our lives. Now, for the next three weeks, we're going to take a look at some of the most important things we must do as a parent. And just to kind of give you a heads up, next week, we're going to talk about the most important things that moms and dads can do and how what you do and how you live can have a significant impact on your children. And I'm really excited that not only am I going to share next week, but my wife Jenny is going to share with me. Uh, and so we're going to come together. Oh, a, little, a little applause from the, uh, from the crowd for that. But I'm excited to have Jenny share uh, with us next week. Uh, and then in two weeks, so we're going to talk about what it means to build a home, a home that not only makes a difference for your family, but can make a difference for the people around you and even in your neighborhood too. But today, we're going to talk about what I believe to be the most important goal when it comes to you as a parent and how you raise your kids. 
Because see, here's the thing. As parents, we all have goals that we set for our kids. I mean, you have hopes and dreams uh, that you set uh, for your kids. I mean, think about some of them. Uh, and depending on the stage of life that they're in right now, depending on the stage of parenting you're in, your goal might involve uh, teaching your children to sleep through the night. Right? That's a big goal, right? I mean, it's a big win when that finally happens. Or, or maybe you're teaching your kid to drink out of a cup right now, all right? Or, or, or to learn how to walk or talk. Maybe you're, maybe you're teaching your kid to be kind or to share or uh, to, to read, uh, to do well in school. And, and what happens as they get older, again, we keep establishing these goals. I mean, we set goals and we hope to see them get a part in the school musical or uh, maybe to make the travel team or to get an athletic or an academic scholarship. We want to we see them do really well on the SAT, uh, get into a good school, and then make a whole bunch of money so that they can support you, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal, I mean, that we're all after. There are so many goals that we set. And, and some level of most of our goals is okay, but this morning I want to talk to you about the most important goal we set in our parenting. And I want to tell you up front that I believe that for some of you this goal, this one goal will encourage some of you and where you are in your parenting right now, the path uh, that you're currently on for your kids. Uh, for others of you, this goal uh, might cause you to ask some questions or even reevaluate some of the priorities you've already established in your parenting. In fact, Hearing this goal may even cause some of you to ask questions about your own life and your own personal priorities. And in order to identify that goal, I want to show you some words uh, shared by a man by the name of Moses. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to take them and turn to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6. Go to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 1. We'll have the words for you on the screen. I think you'll also find that there's some Bibles at the end of the aisle too, uh, if you'd like to take it and follow along with us. Now, let me, let me tell you a little bit about this Moses guy first. Moses is an interesting guy. And at first, you might want to uh, conclude that, well, he's an Old Testament guy, and so what does he have to share with us? But I think that you might find that we've got more in common with Moses than you think. I mean, Moses was married. Uh, he was a family guy. His uh, you could say that his job demanded a lot of him, and he was always being relocated. Uh, there was plenty of chaos in Moses' life too, but you know what the most important trait that we see in Moses is? Moses trusted God. I mean, his focus and his attention and his heart was set on the Lord, and so he looked to God for direction. And, and even in the challenges that, that we see in his life, I and mean, we see the strength of God working in him over and over again. And Moses what he does here is he offers some helpful words for parents. And in Deuteronomy 6, he's speaking to a large group of people, a group made up of lots of moms and dads. And I want you to look what he says as we look at some of these verses together, beginning in Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 1. Here's Moses. He says, These are all the laws that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. Now, chapter 5 is all about the Ten Commandments. All right, and what it means to live these out. Moses was speaking to his people, reminding him of the commands that the Lord had provided and how they were to live by them and, and be directed by them and apply them to every aspect of life. He goes on to say, obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. See, God had his people on the move. And if you know the story at all, God had been moving his people out of this foreign place into a brand new place. Now, these were God's chosen people. And God's plan was not to take them out of the world, but to keep them in the world and through His commands and through His direction and through the faith of the people that He would change them and He would move in them and that it would cause the rest of the world to look to God's people and wonder and notice, what's this all about? 
What's so different about the way that they live as they bring glory to the Father in heaven? Verse 2, it says, as long as you live, Moses says, as long as you live, you and your descendants are to honor the Lord your God and obey all his laws that I am giving you so that you may live in that land a long time. Listen to them, people of Israel, and obey them. Then all will go well with you, and you will become a mighty nation and live in that rich and fertile land just as the Lord, the God of our ancestors, has promised. Now, here's the key verse. Verse 4, Moses says, Israel, remember this. The Lord and the Lord alone is our God. And then he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Never forget these commands that I am giving you today. Teach them to your children. Repeat them when you're at home and when you're away and when you're resting and when you're working. See, what's the most important goal when it comes to us as parents and what it means to raise your children? I believe the most important goal comes right out of this passage. It comes right out of verse 5. As a parent, your most important goal, if you're taking notes, is, is to raise your kids to love the Lord. The most important goal we set as a parent is to raise your children to love the Lord with all of their heart, with all of their soul, and with all of their strength. And what's that mean for you moms and dads? Moms and dads, that means that praying for your children when they are young and how important that is. And as they grow in in years to teach them and, and to share the love of Jesus Christ with them. It means that you pray for them and you pray for that day that they make a personal decision to trust Jesus Christ with their life and the forgiveness of their sins. And and you model it for them and you help them grow in their relationship with Jesus. And as they face different situations in life, you help them discover what it means to live and, and to love like Jesus. There is nothing greater. There is nothing greater than raising your children to love the Lord because it can make all of the difference for their life. Now, how do you do that? Well, what I want to do with our remaining time today is just kind of offer you some practical ways that you can teach and train and guide your children into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And what I want to do is I want to use something uh, that has been very helpful for me and others here at Genesis. I I want to show you how you can use what we call the three C's as a way of teaching and guiding your children uh, to love and know the Lord. Now, Uh, If you haven't been around Genesis for a very long time, uh, we use the three C's as a guide for anyone who wants to grow in their relationship uh, with God. I mean, part of our mission as a church is to grow or to raise up what we call three C followers of Jesus. And so I want to show you today how you can use the three C's and how these three C's can make a difference or even provide a path for you and how you raise your children. And so they're in your notes. The first thing is this. I want to challenge you today. I'm praying for you. I want you to teach your children to celebrate, uh, to teach them to celebrate. Now, when we talk about what it means to celebrate, we're talking about growing in our relationship with the Lord. And what did Moses say? He said, above all else, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength. Now, one of the ways that we celebrate here at Genesis Church is through worship together on Sundays. Um, Our celebration services, like the one that you're sitting in right now, provide a time when we can come together as a church and and worship together as a family. And so we we celebrate together uh, what God is doing in our lives, and we remember uh, what it is that God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Moms and dads, 
One of the best ways for you to teach your children to love the Lord is to teach them about the importance of celebrating in worship with this church on Sundays. Uh, it was very important for me. I mean, growing up in my family, we did this every Sunday. Uh, attending worship on Sundays was a priority in our home, and I, I fought it at the time, and there were so many other things that were trying to steal our family's attention and focus, but looking back now, uh, those Sundays with my family and with my church were extremely important uh, and beneficial in my life uh, and in my relationship with God. Parents, are you doing this for your kids? Is worship a priority in your home? I mean, are you establishing that pattern or even that discipline in your house that, no, we go and we worship together uh, as a family on Sundays? But it's more than Sundays, right? I mean, it is. I mean, celebrating as followers of Jesus is about what we do all week long. It's about uh, growing closer to God each day and learning to love Him more. And not only do we need to teach our children about the importance of worship, but we also need to help them see the importance of the Word of God or the Bible. I mean, our children need a guide. They desperately need a guide. I mean, somewhere they can turn to a source uh, uh, where they can discern how to live and to see the difference uh, between right and, this, uh, and wrong uh, in our world. I mean, do you, want, do you want your children to love God? Do you want them to love the Lord? Uh, do you want them to follow in the ways of Jesus? I want to challenge you to introduce them to our Father in heaven by teaching them to read the Bible and to apply it to their life. And what does that look like? Well, just very practically, it means that when your children are preschoolers, uh, get in the habit of telling them the stories uh, from the Bible. And, and if you would say, well, I don't know the Bible very well, well, let reading the Bible with them uh, motivate you to learn at the very same time. And I know that when we talk about that and when we talk about your kids, I know that there's this temptation to leave all of that teaching uh, up to Brittany Hensley or to our Gen Kids ministry team and teachers. But I want you to remember this. Our Gen Kids ministry team is lucky to get 40 hours a year uh, with your children. Uh, you get on average around 3,000 hours a year uh, with your kids. And, and, and so what did Moses say to parents, uh, to parents like you and me, especially when it comes to, God, to God's Word? Man, over and over again, he said, teach your children. Man, apply these words. Teach your children so that these words, that God's Word will be upon their heart. In, in Psalm 119, uh, verse 105, uh, these words written by a man who was very passionate about the Word of God, he, he, he responded in this way. He says, you know, your Word, he's talking about the Bible, your Word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. He went on later in uh, verse 160 to write, all your words are true. All of God's words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. Again, our uh, Gen Kids ministry team is doing a, a fantastic job. They're they're working hard to be very intentional and just providing resources uh, to you as parents as you train and raise your children. Uh, one of the things that they provide is this great handout. I think you'll find them over in the Gen Kids area. And if you open this up, there are just kind of day-by-day lessons that you can walk through with your young kids and prayers that you can pray and what they've been talking about in class and verses that you can read together and questions that you can ask. And so if you've got young children, maybe this is something that you take and just keep it on the dinner table so that when you sit down to share a meal together, uh, maybe something like this can be a part of your conversation. And, and the challenge is, I think, for all of us that as our kids grow, keep teaching them the Bible. Keep pointing to the Bible. I mean, use the Bible to show them how to treat others. Uh, if your student is feeling left out by some of his or her peers, remind them how the Lord is there and He, he is always there for hurting people. 
Uh, if you see your son or daughter, a student holding a grudge against a friend, uh, show them in God's Word and what it has to say about forgiveness. And I'll just say this too, along the way, don't shy away from all of the messed up people and stories in the Bible too. I mean, let them see the consequences of sin. Let, let them see the beauty of grace and forgiveness and salvation. And most importantly, use the Bible to teach your children about Jesus. Let them see the example of Jesus. Together look and consider how he lived his life and how he loved the Lord, his Father in heaven, with all of his heart. I mean, there is no greater example in all of Scripture to look to than Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know, i got to say, my wife makes a great effort in this area. She works uh, really hard in helping our children memorize Scripture together. Uh, she displays verses all over our home, and uh, we both work together to help children, our children apply Scripture uh, in their lives, and we're doing it, and, and you can do it too, and it's worth it. And so teach your children to love the Lord by teaching them to love God's Word. You know, back in the 1940s, there's a guy by the name of J. Russell Morse who was in, imprisoned in China for preaching the gospel to the people there. And he was in prison for something like two and a half years, spent 15 months in solitary confinement, and he was not allowed to have his Bible with him. And after his release, people asked him, you know, how did you keep it together? I mean, how did you maintain your sanity through all of those days in solitary confinement? And he said, you know, the only thing I had to hold on to were the Scriptures the scriptures that my parents were teaching me as a kid. And so he said, every day I would just remember and recall the Bible and quote those verses, verses that he started memorizing as a kid, verses written like the Apostle Paul wrote when he was in prison in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, when Paul wrote, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, here's the thing, parents. We can't know for sure what the future holds or, or what our children will face, but we know that whatever life brings to them, filling their minds with the Word of God is a gift that will last forever. You know, also you can teach your kids to celebrate their relationship with the Lord by teaching them how to pray. Uh, prayer is a conversation with God. It's the most important, the most powerful thing that you can teach your children to do. I mean, prayer can make all of the difference. It, it, it changes us. It, it transforms us. It communicates our dependence on God, and it grows our love for Him. And so teach your children to pray. Uh, teach them to pray when you're in crisis. Uh, teach your kids to pray and to give thanks when there's no reason to pray at all. Uh, make sure you celebrate together when God answers prayer and when you see Him working in your lives. And at this very same time, too, I want you to wrestle through the questions and doubts when God delays or isn't answering prayers in the ways that we would like or that we hope or ask. Pray together as a family. Pray together when you eat. Pray at, at bedtime. Pray when you travel or before your kids walk out the door uh, in the morning. John wrote it like this. Uh, he spoke these words in 1 John 5, 14. He says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And can you imagine your kids believing this and how that could change everything for them? You know, in those years, uh, those teen years and going off to college, I mean, that this is the confidence that we have, that my child has in approaching God, that if I ask anything according to His will, I know that it may feel like that nobody else hears me, but God does. My Father in heaven hears me. 
You know, if there's one thing I've learned about prayer, it's this. Prayer doesn't always change my circumstances, but do you know what it does? It changes my heart. I mean, it always changes my heart. And when I pray, I find myself even more desperate for Jesus. And I want my children to have that kind of relationship with Jesus too. How do you raise your kids to love the Lord? And teach them to celebrate their relationship with Jesus. Teach them about the importance of worship. Teach them to read the Bible and to apply it to their lives. And teach them to pray. And I want you to know, they're never too young to start doing something like this. The second thing is to teach your children to connect. Now, when we talk about what it means to connect, we're talking about what it means to grow in our love for the Lord through relationships with others uh, in this church. And, you know, again, I got to tell you just from my own experience, I I am so grateful for the lifelong friendships I found uh, with kids in my Sunday school classes uh, and in my middle school and high school ministry growing up in Illinois. Uh, These friends of mine, they weren't perfect. Uh, I certainly wasn't perfect, but together we were able to support and encourage each other through some really important times in life. Um, I shared some great experiences with these friends. I've got memories with them that I'll never forget. And, And those connections and friendships with my peers were important to my spiritual formation, and not only my friends, but it was even the adults in my life too and in my church growing up that really that that played a great part in my own faith uh, and growth uh, with the Lord. It was people like my Sunday school teachers uh, and my student ministry leaders and other friends of my parents who would encourage me and support me. And I just have to tell you that what has been so cool for me today is to be standing up here on a Sunday and look out in the crowd and see some of those adults and some of those friends of my parents through the years that maybe were passing through the Indy area that made it a point and made it a priority to come and to see this church and to hear me preach. And even today, I just realize and see that they're still supporting and encouraging me. Parents, make sure your kids kids get connected to some important things happening, some great relationships through our Gen Kids ministry. Uh, Encourage your teenage son or daughter uh, to get involved in the student ministry uh, here at Genesis. I'm excited. I'm really encouraged about all the intentional effort and planning that our Gen Kids ministry team and student ministry team are doing to help your kids uh, grow in their love for the Lord. And so don't let your kids miss out on these opportunities to learn and to grow and experience the love of God together. In fact, it was so cool. Um, It was just this past Sunday night that we baptized, uh, at our Sunday night service, we baptized a young girl. And um, I think she was about eight years old. And uh, not only did all of the third through fifth graders come into this room for her baptism, uh, but all of our middle school students came into the room too. And uh, she was baptized. It was just a great scene last Sunday night as she came up out of the water. And all of these kids and all of these students really led the roar, all right? They led the cheers uh, for this little girl as she was baptized. Well, one thing was really cool is that as soon as the service was over, there was a young man, there was a young middle school student who witnessed all of this and went and found his mom and said, Mom, I we can't go. I, I got to get baptized tonight. And, uh, you know, he had heard the challenge that we had shared that, you know, that there might be somebody here tonight that needs to get baptized uh, before they go home. And, well, evidently God was already working on this young man. And anyways, he told his mom, I want to get baptized tonight. And she came in and many of the students stuck around. And long after many of the adults had gone home from our Sunday night service, there was a young man baptized here in the service. And who led the cheers and the roar? his friends, and those students from that middle school ministry. And it was such a great encouragement. It was such a great sight 
to, his, to see his friends and to see those adults that were still remaining who were already pouring into this young man. Parents, the most important goal that you have is to raise your kids to love the Lord, and that responsibility is on you. You've got the most important part to play, but you don't have to do it alone. And your son or your daughter doesn't need to find their way through life alone either. And so help your kids get connected to some of the great things that are happening around here. Help them discover right relationships with their peers and other adults. I mean, it really is one of the beautiful things about this family, this place that we call Genesis Church. And finally, number three, uh, teach your children to contribute. Now, contribute has to do with our place in the world. It has to do with the specific part or role that each of us is called to play. Uh, the Apostle Paul shared it like this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. He says, for we are God's handiwork. That means every single one of us. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, before the thought of a son or daughter ever entered your mind, God knew your child. He, he created your son or your daughter, and he has a plan for your child to make a unique contribution in this world. And one of the responsibilities that we have as parents is to make sure that our children understand that and that they see that and know that. And so parents, teach your children about how God made them. Uh, show them in Scripture how they have a unique part to play and help them discover some of the gifts that God has given to them. Uh, help them see how God wants to use your children and use those gifts uh, to make a difference in this world. And so teach them to serve. Man, I loved seeing it just this morning as I was walking through our cafe, a, a dad and his daughter serving together uh, back at our cafe counter. I looked out uh, in the parking lot, and there was a father setting up the cones uh, for our parking team, and there was his son serving and working alongside of him. Man, I love hearing those stories about families serving together around Genesis, serving outside of this place, and some of the things that are going on in our community or maybe on a mission trip uh, together. And you know, it's interesting these words here from Moses in Deuteronomy 6 when he says, love the Lord your God. Well, later on in the New Testament, uh, long after Jesus came on the scene, he spoke about these very same words. I mean, there was one occasion where a group of people came up to him and asked him, Jesus, what's the most important command in Scripture? And do you know what Jesus said? He replied, love the Lord your God, just as Moses did many years before in Deuteronomy chapter 6. But then he added and said, and love your neighbor as yourself. See, Jesus knew that you and I and our kids have a part to play in helping people find their way back to God. And so he came into the world to serve and to give his life, and he modeled for us what it means to love the Lord, and he also showed us how to love our neighbor. And you know what I think Jesus knew? I think Jesus knew that as you, grew in your, as, that as you grow in your love for the Lord, you can't help but grow in your love for people. And as you start loving and serving more, you can't help as your love for God increases too. And so teach your kids and teach them about the unique part they have to play. Teach them to serve. Teach them what it means to go into their schools, to be kind and to, compa to be compassionate. And teach them about generosity and giving too. Man, teach them and show them how everything that we have, it comes from the Lord that it all belongs to Him. And, and teach your children now about the importance of giving and tithing. I mean, we all know, every single one of us knows the challenges and temptation that come with money. And so don't delay in teaching your children to give and to trust the Lord with their money now. And if you do, I promise, 
that there will be a day that they will thank you for teaching them just that. Our most important goal is to train and to teach our kids to love the Lord. Is that your desire for them? Is that your heart's prayer for them? To teach them and guide them with something like the help of the three C's, to to teach them to worship, to teach them the importance of prayer and reading the Bible, helping them get connected so that they might find right relationships and be encouraged in their faith, to remind them how God created them and how each, how every single one of us has a unique part to play. You know, before we go, before we wrap up, um, just a couple of things real quick, maybe to be thinking about as it applies to everything that I've already shared this morning, just maybe a couple of quick challenges for you. The first is this. If you want to teach your children to love the Lord, one of the greatest things that you can do is to model for them what it means to love the Lord. Because moms and dads, if they're not seeing it from you, they may not see the need in their own life. And so maybe today, maybe even for you, just thinking about where you are right now, you know, is my son, is my daughter, do they see me loving the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all my strength? Uh, Do they see uh, the commitment that you've made to worship? And uh, do they see you reading your Bible? Do Do they see you praying? And are you connected? Are you involved with others? Are you in an accountability relationship of sorts? Are you you know, are, are you serving? We have to model it for them. Let your kids see that you love the Lord. Model that with your life and in everything that you're doing. And the second thing is this, pray for them. The most important thing that you can do for your children is to pray for them. And I pray and I hope that you find encouragement in that today because no matter your situation right now with your kids, whether they're young Uh, whether they're uh, in their teenage years, whether they're moving out of the house, the most important thing that you can do for your kids is to pray for them and to pray for them every day and to trust that the Lord is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever hope or imagine because He is greater and nothing is impossible with Him. Let's do that right now. Will you pray with me? God, we need you. And as a parent, I'll say I want my children to love you. And I believe this room is filled with parents today who they want their children to grow up to love you. And, and we all kind of share in this desperation a bit. We want to do the right things. And, and we pray today that by your grace, our children, God, will love you with all of their heart and with all of their soul and with all their strength. And You know, and as we pray today, I want to give you just a moment. Um, Maybe would you just take a second right now and would you just pray for your kid, for your kids by name. Uh, It doesn't matter how young they are or how old they are. Uh, Maybe just take a moment and pray. You know, I want, well, for me, I want Joel to love you. God, show me the things to do. Help me model for him what it means to love the Lord. Would you just take a moment and pray for your children by name?
you know, as we pray right now, maybe for some of you it's, it's a bit overwhelming, maybe even a little desperate. Uh, maybe for you and your family right now, maybe you have a son or daughter who is on a very difficult path right now. We just pray and just ask God, God, bring them back. Maybe you don't know what to pray, but maybe just, Lord, I need you. We need you right now. We need your help. Maybe you're here today and you're doing this parenting thing all alone, it's, and it's very difficult. We just pray and ask God to give you the strength and face, uh, faith to raise your kids to love the Lord. He'll do that for you. God, give us strength, give us wisdom. We need your help, Lord. I pray that you would show us the things to do, and that in faith we would turn to you and pray to you, that, God, we would do those things to grow in our own relationship with you and, and that our kids would see us doing those things and see the change in our life, see the gospel at work in us and fall in love with the very same Jesus that we want to fall in love with too. God, I want to pray for maybe some husbands and wives here today who have not been able to have children, and uh, just even the reminder, even a conversation like this or a day like today makes it very difficult. Lord, would you comfort them as they hurt? Would you give them the faith to believe and to trust in you for all things? And God, we pray and ask that you would let us be a church that encourages and welcomes children and students. God, keep doing your great work in us as we trust you, as our faith is in you for all things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.